as a homeschooling mom, you probably encounter emotional and potentially triggering situations like on the daily. Between sibling fighting and pushback against schoolwork and disobedience, preteen emotions, toddler tantrums, I mean, we just can't escape these emotionally triggering situations when we're with the kids all day. So how do you react in these hard situations? I mean, our main reactions are fight, flight, or freeze, right? Sometimes you might want to fight. You get in an argument or you lecture your kids. Sometimes you want to flee. Like, no shame there. I've been known to lock myself in the bathroom on the hard days. Sometimes you might freeze and just give up. Like, school's done for the day, guys. Don't know what to tell you. But there is a better way. Praise and worship have been proven to change the way your brain responds to these everyday stressors and actually increase your ability to be compassionate towards your kids and respond in a way that like makes sense instead of just overreacting. So today we're digging into what is actually happening in your brain when you worship and why it works to make your life better, why it works to actually increase your fruits of the spirit because God's design is so cool. And then you're going to learn a couple of practical tips to walk it out. All right, let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining me. We are in part two of this two-part series about the power of praise. And you know, for thousands of years, believers have known the power of praise and worship. And both the Old Testament and the New Testament constantly talk about the importance of praise. Thessalonians 5, 16 through 17, instructs believers to rejoice evermore and to pray without ceasing. Ceasing. In Hebrews, we're told to offer a sacrifice of praise to God continually. And actually, the word worship is found 8,629 times in the Bible. And if you are used to worshiping, if, if it's something that you practice, you know that it changes something, right? Something changes inside of us when we worship in the moment and also long-term. And it really helps us to handle the stressors of life, right? If you're having a hard moment, if you're feeling discouraged when the lies of the enemy are seeping in, things like you shouldn't be homeschooling, you're failing your kids, they're gonna grow up to be hooligans, and you're, or you're struggling to control anger, Praise can really put a stop to it all in an instant for you and your kids. 
And you need to check out the last episode, part one, on the my teaching on Acts 16 that talks about the example of Paul and Silas in prison. Definitely go back there and check it out if you haven't listened. But advances in science have now uncovered what what Christians have been saying for thousands of years. It's uncovered what is actually going on in our brains and figured out why worship actually works. And I just think it's so cool when science finally catches up to biblical wisdom. So let's let's nerd out for a minute. So this radiologist, Andrew Newberg, he used functional magnetic resonance imaging, so like an MRI, but like a, a different kind of MRI, to study the effects of prayer on the brain. So he had two groups, right? So he had a, a group that he told to spend 12 minutes a day in active prayer, and then the control group who, who didn't do that. And what he found was that it influenced the brain in like a number of different ways. So first I want to talk about the cingulate cortex. So this is just the part of your brain that analyzes and interprets emotions. So the prayer group, the group that was praying, showed a significant increase in the volume and activity of the cingulate cortex, which actually proved that your brain can grow in adulthood, which was something that that scientists didn't believe before. They thought that like your brain grew until a certain age and then it was done. But now we know that that's not true. So the cingulate cortex is where you create feelings associated with different stimuluses. So things that regularly happen in your life, the cingulate cortex is where your body figures out how you should respond to those stimuluses. So it's the part of the brain associated with empathy, forgiveness, self-regulation, and how you're going to respond emotionally to different situations. So basically, when the cingulate grows in volume and metabolic activity, you are able to have more empathy, to forgive more, to regulate your emotions better. So basically, you're just able to be a nicer and more forgiving mom and wife, right? And God designed us that way. And it's amazing. He knows what's best for us. That's why in scripture, he constantly tells us to pray and worship, All right, so let's talk about another part of the brain, the amygdala. So the amygdala is associated with your fear response and emotional response. So like the fight or flight response. And honestly, our culture is constantly go, 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 right? We go from sports to dance to art classes to play dates, and we try to squeeze in learning in the middle. And because of this, we, our flight and fight, our fight or flight response is is way overstimulated. We are we are in the pattern of just going down that pathway way more than we should be because we're stimulated all the time. So this puts us in a position to constantly overreact, right? To just default in any semi-stressful situation to fight, flight, or freeze. Instead of like clearly being able to think about like, what is the best way for me to respond in this situation? But when we pray and worship regularly, this pathway to fight, flight, or freeze is down-regulated, which means that we are able to react in better ways instead of just instinctually responding and yelling or 
overreacting or whatever or hiding in the bathroom, instead of acting in those ways in stressful situations, we're able to think it out clearly and figure out a good way to respond. And not only does prayer and praise work long-term, right? Not only does it change our brain so we are better able to react next time, but it actually makes a difference in the moment. Most Christians will tell you that prayer works in those stressful moments. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I was beyond angry with the kids. And like, anger is tough for me, as I'm sure it is for many of you. But like, I grew up in a house where where my dad yelled, where anger like, Anger was a regular thing. And like not that anger, like the emotion of anger is wrong, but like how we respond to it when we act out in anger, that is wrong. That is sinful. And it's something that I struggle with, honestly. And I can't tell you how many times I've been fed up with the kids and just overstimulated and upset with with them being disobedient. And I was you know, about to act out in anger, about to yell or do something that really, that I don't want to do. It doesn't portray the mom that I want to be. But instead of doing that, I started praising God and it literally changed my emotions in a minute. And it's the only thing that can, you know, like I'll go around the house for a couple minutes, like being angry and like wanting to like yell or scream or whatever, say, start lecturing and say all these ridiculous things that really don't matter. And I'll like be walking around the house, like my anger will start to boil, right? Like building up, building up, building up to that situation that I don't want to have. I don't want to act that way. And when I'm able to choose praise instead it's really the only thing that turns it around because I can't I can't change my emotions any other way. No matter how much like deep breathing I do, not that it doesn't help, but like nothing has worked for me more effectively than praising the Lord. It turns it around immediately. Now, how do we live it out though? That's a lot easier said than done. Like it's a lot easier to go to our go-to response and yell or lecture angrily or whatever, freeze or hide or whatever the go-to response normally is. It's easier because it's ingrained in our brain already. So the main thing that we have to start doing is to form habits. So we want to create rhythms of prayer and praise throughout the day because as we've learned that 12 minutes of day in prayer and praise will change literally how your brain works and better prepare you to react in a good way next time you are in a stressful situation. So the easiest way to create a new habit really is to attach it to an already existing habit. So something that we call habit stacking. So choose to get into praise and prayer with your morning coffee or at lunch or after you put your baby down for a nap. So something that you're normally doing regularly, how can you attach or what can you attach prayer and praise to? And honestly, like we see it doesn't have to be long. Like the studies show just 12 minutes a day. So that could be three minutes in the morning, three minutes in the um, at lunchtime, three minutes mid-afternoon and three minutes before bed. Bam. 12 minutes, 
I hope I did my math right. <laughs> now, it doesn't have to be long, but you should have a plan. If you plan out in your mind what you're going to do, if you have that trigger already set up and have an idea of how you're going to praise, are you going to sing? Are you going to pray praise? Are you going to praise with your kids? Are you going to do it by yourself? If you have a plan and a vision of how it's going to play out, you are way more likely to actually live it out. So pick a trigger, attach it to an already existing habit, and go from there. Now, choosing prayer in the stressful moments will be a habit that's going to be a little bit harder to cultivate. Because like we talked about, those those other habits are already ingrained in your brain. The way that you react to those stressful situations are already ingrained in your brain. But as you're practicing your rhythms of prayer, it's going to make it easier for you to change these habits. So changing those in the moment stressful reactions is going to take practice. So first, think about the things that commonly trigger you or trigger your kids because you can now help your kids with this. You can teach them to pray and praise in their stressful situations too. So think of the things that commonly trigger you. Is it the kids disobeying? Is it when they refuse to do their work? Is it sibling fighting? Is it the like millionth time that your toddler had a tantrum today? What are the things that trigger you? And then make a plan for how you're going to react and practice it out. So the main thing that I really attach this habit of praise to in the moment is that feeling of being unsettled, right? That feeling of like my anger brewing, I'm getting tense, I'm getting angry. I start to recognize that as my trigger, And then I start praising the Lord, just saying it like, Lord, I praise you because you are good and you are holy. I praise you because you are the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. You are worthy of praise and just go through it. Like get some scripture if you need to. Memorize some scripture to use in these moments. And then just just practice it. And as you practice it, you are going to rewire your brain to instead of going to that default reaction, to go to praise. And every time you practice it, the stronger that pathway in your brain is going to become. Now, this is one of the things that we dive into first in the Revival Homeschool course. In each of our modules, we go through a spiritual practice. And the first one is prayer and praise. And the next session of the Revival Homeschool course starts January 8th. It's a six-week course with online lessons and workbooks and exercises and um, accountability coaching calls every week. So as you're walking through these lessons and learning how to create new routines, how to create new spiritual practices, you're going to work it out in a group so you can walk through like what went wrong and how to stay motivated and all of those things. But in the course, you're going to learn how to get a vision, right? First module is getting a vision for your homeschool. The next module is like all the technical stuff, like how to use time management for your advantage, how to use time management and different habit skills to build the homeschool that you want. 
The third week is like creating your routines. What's going to work for your family? Building those homeschool routines, the cleaning routines, the um, routines to help you with your to-dos and all of the different aspects of your life. And the fourth module is walking it out together. Trial and error, figuring out what works and just practicing it until you've got it right. So January 8th, it starts. I will link it in the notes below and um, check it out. Get on the wait list and you'll be good to go to start off 2024 with a bang. Woohoo! All right. All right. Lord, I just, I lift up each of these women to you listening. I pray, Lord, that you, that you start a revival in their hearts, Lord, that that you put that fire in their hearts, that they turn to you more and more, that they realize that you are their helper, that you have sent the Holy Spirit to be their helper in all things, including homeschooling, mothering, wifing, cleaning the house, all of the things, Lord, you offer us wisdom and guidance. You offer us patience. You grow our fruits of the Spirit, Lord, and we are so thankful. And I just pray for any moms who are struggling, who are overwhelmed, Lord, that you just show them your peace, that you show up for them, and you just put it on their hearts to turn to you, Lord, that they might take the steps to to practice the things that will grow them in the right areas to create a homeschool and a family that is built around Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We praise you because you are good. You are holy, Lord. You, Lord, we just thank you that you are our rescuer, that you break the chains, the things that are holding us down to this world. You break them off and you let us walk in your freedom. Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.